Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. Until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on third row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Souls. With 17 available and savings up to 44.24. The demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade and assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. You know what? Check the temperature for the weekend. Why don't you stock up on some nice ice cold beverages at Brewers Outlet? Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, they have the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, mm, nice and smooth this time of year. Water, soft drinks, ice, <laughs> snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And now, let's see, Corey always has great timing. Like when we come up for the pre-memorial golf tournament on August 5th, and we're playing, baby. We're playing. Benefit the Y. I'm looking forward to seeing Corey because the timing's impeccable. He told us back, was it was it April he told us this? March, April? About six flavors of slushies. Ice, cold, slushies. All at Brewer's Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. It's a great time to buy a car. There are great deals. You have a sales staff that will work with you. You have a service department that takes care of the life of your investment. And a car is an investment. So you want to deal with the best all the way through. You can always go to sunburymotors.com. And you can check out the great product lines of Ford, Lincoln, Kia. Yes, Sunbury Motors has Kia. Yes, Sunbury Motors has Hyundai. An incredible pre-owned inventory. Great pre-owned inventory. 
All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. We welcome in Matt Catrillo, who was anxiously looking for the Washington story all day yesterday. Finally, your dreams came true. But as I figured, it caught me at the wrong time. <laughs> I literally had, was driving and then just getting ready to have dinner with my family, and then that comes up, so we had to postpone dinner a few minutes, but we got it all worked out. And I read up on it later afterwards. Well, uh, 15 women, uh, 14 anonymous, one has stepped forward claiming that the culture inside the office building. And so far, how many people, have there been, what, 16 people let go? Or 15? How many people have been let go? By the Redskins, the the scouts. Because remember, we we talked about the scouts briefly, and we we're like, oh, okay, I don't know why they made that move. And I didn't say anything about this on Wednesday. No, suddenly I saw Larry Michael, the play-by-play voice of the team, retired. My first thought was, and honestly, Matt, you were talking about the Washington story yesterday. Now you know me. I'd say nine times out of ten. Like I can put two and two together before something comes out. I mean, you know that because you know I said, "Hey, watch for this, watch for that." When I saw Larry Michael retired, and then you're talking about this story, I never once put two and two together. About one time, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of unusual, but you know, because the timing is, you know, didn't make any sense. Well, he's been implicated in this. So he retired. There isn't a single person in this country that should go anywhere, anywhere, right? And then we'll uh, we'll transition this to the workplace. And you should have absolute comfort in the workplace unless you're doing a bad job. If you're doing a bad job, you should feel uncomfortable, okay? <laughs> All right? Uh but if you're going in there and you're doing your job and getting it done, the workplace should be an incredibly comfortable, respectful, and at times fun place to be in. And if you read the story of the woman in the um, in the Washington Post story that actually came out, it was her dream job to do this. He's like, I can't believe I get to do this. This is great. And it suddenly it turns into a total nightmare. No job should be a nightmare. I mean, in terms of the the workplace attitude, look, any job can turn into a nightmare if it's just certain elements spiral out of control or, you know, you can't handle it, whatever, okay? Or sometimes sometimes you butt heads with management, something. I I mean, that stuff's going to happen. I mean, that stuff's going to happen. But in terms of the of going in there, and suddenly you, know, you have to then deal with that kind of garbage—I mean, total garbage. 
I mean, every coworker should be totally, completely respected at all times. Now, I know that sounds odd come from, coming from me because of all the things I've said about the suit, but he's earned every one of them. Oh, stop laughing, Catrillo. Suit and I had a good exchange on, the, on email. I'm glad to hear that. Well, figured it'd save you some aggravation. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but, no, but, but nobody should walk into that building, any building, and have to put up with the garbage that is in those allegations. It should never happen. Never. Disgusting. Uh, we got boy Bruce Kime on the show today about that. Uh, John Kime from ESPN today. Uh, yep. uh, John Kime from ESPN today. Okay, good. Uh, we also have Tyler Donahue, two four seven Sports. We're gonna have Skylar Allen from the Washington Post on uh, Monday. Okay. Uh, talking about this topic. So yeah, John Kime will be on from ESPN. Looking forward to hearing what John's thoughts happen to be on all of this. Uh, now, look, it's what's interesting about this story, let's talk about the reaction to the story. My reaction was I was appalled and disgusted. Right? Simple as that. I was appalled and disgusted. Um, and... You know, when you go into any organization, so let's just let's start with some basics here. When you go into any organization, this is what I think is absolutely critical and important, and it's something that Jack Ham and I have talked about a lot. It's something Dick Girardi and I have talked about a lot. You have to have everybody pulling in the same direction. I think that's a basic. You need everybody pulling in the same direction. Is it okay along the way? And I will say this, just so I'll preface this by saying this. Do you realize Jack and I and Dick and I have never one time had a crossword? Never. Zero. Right. So I'm going to preface it with that. So, I mean, how fortunate am I that it's been like that? But even if people have different opinions on something when it comes time to go to the public face of it you pull in the same direction you, know, you had your opportunity to air out how you feel and you know and you also have the ability to go to another job if you wish if it really does go against how you feel it's, that's perfectly fine but nobody should have to walk in trying to do exactly that or any or anything and just get harassed because a group of people happen, you know, because that's how they feel, or they think it's funny, or what. It's just, I just find that disgusting. And I know a lot of you feel exactly the same way, so. You know, if not all of you feel that way. No, nobody should have to go through that, Ever. Ever. 
So we'll talk about that with John Kime later in the show today. The King is on today. I go, I, see, I, I go back to the one woman who was quoted on all this. And I apologize for not um, knowing her name off the top of my head. But I remember reading the quote, this was my dream job. And when your dream, you know, I always want, I mean, do I get to work for them? Wow. And then it turns into a nightmare. Nobody should have to live that life. Here's my question about Daniel Snyder, and I don't know the answer to this question. How often is he actually in the building? And my understanding is Washington only has only has one HR person? And it was a part-time position. They had, a, I think it was three or, according to the report, I think it was three or four full-time employees in human resources when Dan Snyder took over in 2006. That went down to one part-timer. Wow. Which tells you all you need to know. And then here, the, I don't know if you saw this tweet from J.P. Finley, who we had on the show last week. He asked Bruce Allen how the culture was October 2019. He said, quote, damn good. Might not be as good as he thought. Ah, man. Awful. There's no way Dan Snyder can still be the owner of this team. There's no way. Rob Rivera just needs to take this in the new direction like he is, and he's been a really good leader about it pretty much since he stepped in. And, and that's who needs to lead the organization in the direction that they want to go in. Dan Snyder, yeah. see ya. Everybody else, see ya. Ron, Ron Rivera hasn't coached a single game yet. I, and yet he's going to be the public face, face of the franchise. And guess what? One of his daughters now works in the organization. Rivera? Yes. Okay. He said that publicly a couple days ago. I, you know, yeah, it, look, there's a, there's a lot of pressure on him. There's no doubt about that. Because he has to be the public face of, of something that he wasn't even around for. So now, all right. So, as for Snyder. I will be, I'll try to be fair about this. That's why I asked the question, how often is he actually in the office? Every day? Once a week? A couple times a month? I mean, I'd like to have that answered first. And this could be something. Now, we saw what... the. Adam Silver and the NBA did with Donald Sterling. Different set of circumstances, but what they did in the NBA. They got rid of him. In the process of doing that, 
silver was universally praised. And not only was he universally praised, he was universally praised by the players that he did that. That was a different, different circumstance. But this is something where Roger Goodell needs to take a long, hard look at what's going on here and has to wonder, do, do I have to take action now about this between what's gone on here, what happened with the cheerleading incident down in Costa Rica, up in the boxes... Because this franchise, over the last five years, has unfortunately provided one embarrassing moment after another. And this isn't an embarrassing moment. This is not an embarrassing moment. This is a disgusting moment. Tyler Donahue, 24-7 Sports. We've got to get to some recruiting news today. The King of 406, John Kime, ESPN, coming up at 435 today. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And at Brewer's Outlet. Oh, cool down. At Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Ooh, it is scorching hot out. And it's going to get worse. That's right. It's going to get worse. (laughs) So, you know what? Why don't you just go out and cool down with some great, great, and I mean great beverages. Imports Domestics Microbrew's best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none, and they have slushies. Not one, not two, not three, four, five, but they do have six different flavors of slushies. Mm, All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. We'll get back to more of the Redskins story later in the show with John Kime from ESPN. He'll join us at 435. But now let's talk about the recruiting front uh, with Tyler Donahue, uh, 247 Sports, 24-7 Sports. John, welcome, uh, Tyler, welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show. Appreciate it very much. Nice to be back. Good to speak with you on a beautiful Friday afternoon. Yeah, a very warm one again, a little toasty out there, but there is some recruiting news today, Tyler. There is. Uh, first time in 10 weeks, Penn State adds to its 2021 recruiting class. 
Uh, last month, they did pick up their first 2023 commitment from a high school uh, rising sophomore, but focusing in on these uh, seniors-to-be, they pick up another from the Detroit area. Four commitments now in the 2021 class from from Detroit, and, and uh, this one's Jamari Budden, a four-star linebacker out of Belleville High School. We've got him rated as a four-star prospect, the number 20 outside linebacker in the nation, and just outside the top 300 overall on our 24-7 sports rankings. Uh, this is a kid who will follow Kalen and Kobe King, uh, who are cornerback and linebackers, respectively, twin brothers. And then Jalen Reed, a safety, all out of the Detroit area. Much credit goes to Tim Banks, who is actually a graduate of the same high school as Jalen Reed uh, in Detroit. And uh, Jamari Budden, a kid who, when he put out his top schools list in April, our crystal ball showed all Michigan Wolverines. Things evolved in that relationship. And, and at the end of the day, this was really more so Michigan State versus Penn State when it came down to it. And then Indy Lions bring him on board today. Uh, along the way, with any contact you've had either with him or others around him, what were some factors that swung it this way? I do think that the fact that they got those other three out of Detroit was was a big deal to him. And then that happened a while ago. That was in April. Um, the King Twins and Jalen Reed coming on board, and, and that was really when this class started to grow in a significant way. Um, and that turned his head. You know, that moved the, the needle. He had been to campus in January, and, and unfortunately a lot of the recruiting conversations these days end with dot, 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 but he hasn't been to campus yet. And, and, and that's been the case for four months now where you can't get any visits in. Right. He, he, he drove down uh, with, with those guys, actually, from Michigan uh, for a winter junior day, mm-hmm. and ultimately that proved to be pretty pivotal. So that proved to be pivotal along the way for him. Um, when you look at now others along the way, uh, what are the next couple of guys that you're looking at saying, okay, let's see what their decision is because Penn State's in the mix? Right. Well, there's one that uh, popped up yesterday evening and a scheduled commitment now for Kelvin Gilliam uh, out of Highland Springs High School in Virginia. Virginia, of course, this week, one of those states that has pushed back football season, not going to happen in the fall. So I think that motivates some players to just focus in on what they're going to do for college now if they're at this level. And Gilliam is a uh, top 10 defensive end prospect. I think he'll play defensive tackle at the next level, maybe be a guy who can who can uh, you know, go outside uh, on particular downs, but I think primarily a defensive tackle. Um, and, and he has been high on, on Penn State due in large part to the addition of their staff uh, with with John Scott Jr. coming up from South Carolina, replacing Sean Spencer. Scott previously recruited him for South Carolina. They get along very well, and and Gilliam has also been to campus. He was up for a junior day during the winter. I really like this kid. I think that he's a big-time talent on the football field. Reminds me a little bit of P.J. Mustafer in terms of his athletic ability on the interior. Mustafer was a bigger prospect. Uh, I think at a different level, but but close to where PJ was coming to campus, and he made an immediate impact at a position where you don't see that happen too often. Outstanding student as well, and and a military kid. Uh, father's in the military, very regimented. I don't think there's really any red flags to find with Gilliam. Oklahoma's involved. Florida's involved. Um, he, he's got South Carolina still in the picture, but uh, Penn State's going to be a, a fixture as he gets toward an August. Uh, mid to late August commitment, the thing is, no more visits. And, and, and one thing he had been adamant about was taking 
five official visits before a decision is made, but I think he's probably conceded the fact that that doesn't look very likely now. And, and then I think you look uh, here in Pennsylvania, two rising high school seniors, Derek Davis uh, out, of, uh, out of Gateway High School, a safety. He was the very first Penn State 2021 class offer way back as a freshman in November of 2017. Terry Smith and him have a tremendous relationship. Ohio State is one to watch that for him. Uh, perhaps so is Clemson. And then Nolan Rucci, uh, probably the name that, that people are most familiar with here in the Pennsylvania high school sports scene. Father played at Penn State, went on to a successful NFL career. Older brother at Wisconsin. You're looking at Wisconsin and Penn State in the mix here, along with Clemson. Uh, so I think those are probably the three names to know, along with Lackawanna College uh, cornerback John Warren. And, and speaking of kind of gradual changes that we've learned this week, no junior college schedule this fall. So very curious to see how that impacts Warren's approach as he looks for a Power 5 home. He's got a bunch of offers, and then Penn State's had a lot of success with Lackawanna. Uh, and I want to ask about that. That's the follow-up to it. When uh, when Joe Paterno was here, uh, especially in the 70s and the 80s, they had a pretty good track with Nassau Community College. And, yeah, I mean, they get one or two here over, you know, over a three-, four-year period. What has o- allowed Penn State to have the success it's having with Lackawanna Junior College here in the state? I think trust is is the most important factor. Trust between the two coaching staffs, James Franklin on down, um, and, and then the Lackawanna coaching staff that that's been in place there for a while now. There's been stability uh, on, on both fronts, and I think that's lent itself to to getting guys on campuses and, and big groups for game days, and and kind of you know experiencing that together. Maybe you've got a sophomore who's on the radar and a freshman who doesn't quite have that offer yet. One leads to the next kind of deal. Um, now. They are looking to sign Warren, and that would make three consecutive classes with Lackawanna College presence. Each of the last two featured two Lackawanna uh, grad, Lackawanna products. You know, this year they bring in a safety in Jair Brown, a wide receiver in Norvell Black. Last year with a safety in Jaquan Brisker, an offensive lineman in Anthony Wigan. Brisker's probably going to be starting alongside Lamont Wade this season at safety. So there has been a, a, a very beneficial pipeline for Penn State. And if you go by rankings and, and how 24-7 sports evaluates junior college prospects, the John Warren is actually the most highly rated out of all the guys we just mentioned at Lackawanna. All right, so now uh, when you look at what they've been able to accomplish to this point, they only have a few more openings. So how patient can Penn State be on, on some of these guys uh, where they can take it right up to the day so in terms of what their numbers are and who, who they need to be patient with because they may not make the decision until right up to the December deadline. Right. You're at 13 commitments now. I think Penn State could potentially be hard-pressed to, to get it to 20 or beyond 20 in this cycle. I, I, you know, last, last cycle was 27. Yep. You may see eight, nine less than that. Uh, in terms of patience, you have no choice but to be patient with a lot of the way life is right now in college football recruiting. Normally right, right now you'd be scheduling official visits for the season. I don't know if those going to, are going to be in play at all. And, and quite frankly, how does that impact the early signing period and, and the traditional signing period in February? We saw Penn State sign all 27 guys in their last class last December. February was just an afterthought for them. I don't know how that's going to happen this year. If we're not talking about official visits being being uh, used in the fall, they already weren't used in the early window for the spring, how are you legitimately going to ask someone to make an educated decision on their future as not just an athlete, 
but uh, as someone who's going to be a scholar at the collegiate level, how are you going to ask them to, to make a commitment without getting those visits in? I think that's a lot to put on virtual tours and FaceTime conversations and Zoom meetings. Um, I do wonder if we could see this recruiting cycle and for Penn State spill into next spring, maybe be prolonged and, and, and maybe have the hopes that you can have some official visits in the springtime. Now, that's probably worst-case scenario. Well, I hope that's worst-case scenario. Um, but yeah. you know, right now I, I think Penn State's probably in a situation where they're waiting it out with, with some of the top targets I mentioned. Gilliam is going to be a key one to watch when he announces in August because if it's, if it's not Penn State, uh, they've got work to do on the defensive line. I think that's really a tricky spot for them, you know, because they bring in uh, a new coach and John Scott in February, mid-February. You know, he, he gets some offers out to some of his guys that he was, uh, you know, mm-hmm. scouting down in South Carolina. But guess what happens before anybody can visit campus? The emergency dead period. So what has he really been able to do right. aside from, you know, stare at his phone and, and talk to some of these guys? It is just – it's remarkable to think about – maybe where the Penn State class could be right now versus where it is because this is not an easy campus to get to and, and you know you're usually blown away by, by, by the setting here I know I was the first time I visited in 2017 and saw Penn State for the first time so to not be able to get kids from Florida or North Carolina or even New Jersey for that matter into, into checking out campus and exploring what life will be like at Penn State I, th- I think it's a very difficult spot, and, and you know it's going to be curious to see what college football at large does with its timeline. Uh, very quickly, a week ago, the uh, Big Ten made its decision, which was then followed up by the Pac-12 decision to play nothing but conference games this year. What were your thoughts on those decisions? Well, I was looking forward to a, a trip to Virginia Tech, potentially, and I was sure. thinking that would be a tremendous test for, for Penn State early in the season, you know, 24-7 sports had Virginia Tech at number 24 in the preseason ranking. So, well, I mean, it would have been a, a potential statement for Penn State to serve up or a sign of, of caution about where their season was going to be headed. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I would love to think we're going to be talking about college football playoff debates in, in late November, early December. I don't know if we'll get there. But, you know, taking some of these games off of the radar, Oregon, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Michigan, Washington even, and, and certainly a Penn State trip to Virginia Tech. These are all kind of like tiebreaker scenarios to me when you're talking about number four versus number five in the playoffs. You know, those out-of-conference games are yeah. often looked at as, as something that gives the team an edge, and, and now they're out. Yep. Tyler, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time today. Stay safe. Try to stay cool this weekend. <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Tyler Donahue, 24-7 Sports. As we hit the recruiting side of it, King coming up in the next half hour. John Keim, ESPN on the Washington football situation, and I don't mean nickname. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage.
Great to have you with us on the show today. King of the next half hours. We move him up a half hour to accommodate John Kimes' schedule from ESPN to talk about the Washington situation. Uh, Tiger Woods uh, probably is not going to make the cut at the memorial. Uh, he had a tough time off the tee today. It's as simple as that. Now I know Matt can't relate to this, but but yeah, Tiger struggled off the tee. Oh, actually, I can't fully relate to that. <laughs> By the You'll way, see when we I, play the Purdy tournament. I I do believe that uh, I am uh, with the uh, Purdy tournament group. Yes, you and me. Uh, I have been invited back. Yeah, like, wow. I'm excited. No, they're 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 a lot of fun. Man, they're a lot of fun. No, they are. I had an absolute blast with these people last year. It was a good time. I, mean, I followed you guys last I mean, year. I, I mean I already know I mean, I already know Adam anyway, and I know already know Steve Engel and you know, so but I had a blast. Uh, yeah. So all right. So that's the story. I mean, so Woods probably won't make the cut. And for the PGA Tour, like, just making the cut. Please make the cut. That way we've got you for the weekend. <laughs> no. Oh, well, uh, that's that's not going to happen. Uh, we've also talked about the Penn State recruiting part. Now, again, I can't get into details about the recruiting part. I'm not allowed to. Uh, but that's where people like Tyler Donahue come in where Greg Pickle comes in and of course Ryan Snyder comes in. They are free, they are free to talk about all of it. And all of them do a great job with that. Uh next one to postpone what they're doing is the America East. Uh, they're going to postpone their fall sports until the spring. Uh, again, I say this all with all due respect to everybody who follows the uh, follows Bucknell, but with all due respect, while being a difficult decision, it's an easier decision because the financial stakes are so much different. Uh, you you can make that decision because. Uh, and this is a this is not a question um, of oh the money means everything no but if you're but the question is if you're able to possibly make it happen and you can do it if you think you can do it then it benefits everybody in the athletic department and every sport. That's why I talked yesterday about Ohio State, Houston, and Kansas State. It was at each stage, especially with Houston and with Ohio State. And I think a lot of people may not have heard Kansas State, but I think they got lumped in there so people knew that there was other people um, with the issue. The second that they had to pause voluntary workouts, it was a big deal and a huge headline. Except for this show. Have you heard any word on returning 
the voluntary workouts? Of course not. It's not. It, it doesn't have a shock value to it. It just doesn't. And because it doesn't, hey, it doesn't lead to um, it doesn't le- it doesn't lead to headlines. Now sometimes the headlines get buried. I mean, Tiger Woods is playing this week, so that that, that is a big deal. That's huge. Uh, the first time he's played, he's the biggest star in the game. Hey, he's a star that transcends other sports. So, yeah, I understand that with some other items that have happened along the way. But, you know, I, I, I've i always felt that shouldn't there be some responsibility on the part that since you gave the first story to then follow up that story with another story? I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to give me the first story, I mean, haven't you been curious? I mean, Matt, were you curious at all as to whether any of those schools had gone back? I was, especially LSU and Clemson. Well, LSU and Clemson have been going the whole time. They haven't paused. They just reported numbers but kept going. But I wouldn't have known See, that. that. There we go. Right. Right. They just kept going. Oh, yeah, we're fine. We're all good. 